And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Saturday evening right here in Northeast Alabama. Just kind of north of uh, Fort Payne, a little, little, little south of Scottsboro. Yeah. Kind of pretty close to that Stevenson Hollywood area. Yeah, we're, we're close to Hollywood. Yeah, Hollyweird. And that means you're listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter. Like we always do at the start of every show, we want to give a big shout out to the troops and especially a big shout out to the troops on this episode because it is Memorial Day weekend. We want to thank you all for everything that you're doing to support us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Memorial Day. Yep, that's what it is. That is. Uh, well, that's, that's what it is Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. <sighs> That day holds a special place in my heart for obvious reasons. And I'll tell you why. You know, always, always, you should always take the opportunity to thank a veteran. Always. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is, what holiday it is. Take the time to thank a veteran. But on this particular holiday... This day is not about veterans. This day is about those who served that did not come home. It is indeed. Getting a quote pulled up here. Are you? Prove it. Working on it. Your internet sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, it works just fine. Your phone just sucks. One second here. This is what General George Patton said. It is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. Hear, hear, good sir. Hear, hear. So, those of you who are enjoying your three-day weekend... I know I am. I might get to. <laughs> I might have to work Monday for at least half a day. I don't know. Oh, that's shitty. No, I'm on a I'm on a three day weekend this weekend. Uh, those of you who are enjoying it, having your your Memorial Day cookouts and your burr and your burr, we could be having a burr right now. We could be having a burr right now. I think we still got some burr in there. We do. Yeah, yeah. I know I know there's some yingling in there. I know there's some corona in there. There we go. We I might bought, just I bought more. <laughs> we might just have us some burr here in a little bit. Burr. But as you're having your cookouts and as you're drinking your burr, take a moment to remember what this day is about. Most people won't. No, they won't. <laughs> I wish they would. Yeah, they 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 won't. They, they if it doesn't affect them directly, they don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, you know, it's because of those men who died that, uh, you know, we have all of the freedoms that we have. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, it didn't affect them directly, so. I mean, you know, if we were, if, if we were having to read everything in German right now, that might have a little bit of a different effect on them. Well, not this generation. They wouldn't know 
Any, actually, our generation wouldn't know any different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we would have just been born speaking German and been like, I guess this is how it always was. I guess. I, you know, I mean, they say history is written by the victor. So, so like, I mean, our, our parents, on the other hand, would be like, okay, this is some bullshit. We're going to tell you why it's bullshit. <laughs> but you can't tell anybody you know why it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wrong thing. Like, I mean, like... It kind of sounds like some other people we know right now. That's wrong think. It, it, it's it's crazy to believe that we're only, what, two generations removed from World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically one for me. I mean, my dad was born in 48, so. Yeah, but he didn't fight in World War II. No, he didn't, but he, he's still in that time period. Well, yeah, I mean, he was he was definitely a baby boomer. Which, so was my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your mom, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, that's... Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, shit, I mean, like, Vietnam. How long ago was Vietnam? 60 years ago. Yeah, something like that. 70 years ago. Yeah, it, it happened in the 60s. Yeah, you know, ended in the 70s. yeah. So, I mean, shit, one generation removed from that. Yep. Yeah, not, not, uh, we are zero generations removed from Iraq. <laughs> we are in that generation. <laughs> yeah. Shit, the next generation was in that generation. <laughs> yeah, that is the first time in recorded history that, well, I mean, in modern recorded history, that fathers and, fathers sons. and sons fought in the same war. Yeah. Hell, they could have been in the same fucking unit. Yeah. Like, it's po- it's not impossible for that to have happened. I actually want to say that did happen. Like, it was, uh, I mean, it's not, so, I mean, fathers and sons have fought in wars together before. But, but not separated by 20 years. Yeah, not like, separated. They went in together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, this was, I want to say it was like a first sergeant. Yeah. Like, joined up right at the start of the war. Well, probably when he was 18. Yeah. And then war was still going on, and his firstborn son was enlisting in the military and fighting in the war with him. This was literally a generational war. Yes. <clears throat> Which is funny, because it wasn't even actually a war. No, it was a conflict. A conflict really intense negotiations <laughs> there was some really hard talking going on <sighs> and they were being backed up by guns it just piss like it really pisses me off because like that is fucking with america's record here <laughs> it re- <laughs> vietnam korea and now iraq and afghanistan are bringing down the fucking average okay and there's no reason for that none whatsoever Except for, we left the fucking gloves on. We never took the fucking gloves off. We took the gloves off in World War II. We saw how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. Japan learned real quick. Japan fucked around at a level of 10. They found out <laughs> at a level of 100. Um, Italy got was so fucking confused, they switched sides twice. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, where, where, where were the Axis pa- Oh, the Americans are coming? Oh, yeah, Americans! <laughs> yeah, no, see... That's what happens when America takes the gloves off. You put the gloves on us, and Korea happens, and then yeah. Vietnam happens, and then fucking OIF happens. 
and OEF. And yeah, OEF. And fucking now China's about to happen. I think we'll take the gloves off of them, though. <laughs> eh. Eh. You kind of have to. There's, uh, you have to. They're not little fucking farmers in the mountains. No, I mean, the problem is it's, it's still... I mean, this is, this is one, one of the biggest reasons that we had so much trouble with Vietnam was, for one, we let the politicians make decisions. Yeah, no, you can't do that. And then for two... For some reason, and, and someone was like, hearts and minds. Yeah. Yeah, you know, fuck your feelings and I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone somewhere along the way was, hey, I know we're in the middle of a war. We should do something about the civilian populace. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying just fucking go straight up My Lai Massacre on motherfuckers. Those of you that don't know about the My Lai Massacre, look it up. But, like at some point along the way, you have to remember the fact that it is a war and people fucking die. And there is a such thing as collateral damage. It sucks, absolutely. fucking lootly like, if China were to have the fucking balls to try and invade the U.S., let's say they make it past all of our fucking defense systems and they actually have boots on U.S. soil. They're not just going to be targeting armed service members, uniformed service members. No. They're, uh, like, watch the movie Red Dawn. Only replace the Russians with the Chinese. Or replace the North Koreans with the Chinese. Yeah, because everybody knows the North Koreans couldn't do that. Yeah, Russia might actually have a slim chance. North Korea, no. Russia's got their hands full with Ukraine right now. (laughs) They've learned about fighting on two fronts. Uh, But, yeah, like, that's just, I mean, again, when, when you let... The idea of hearts and minds determine how you're going to run a war. That's that's you're you're not going to have a good outcome. No, I mean you shouldn't be out there just blasting civilians just because. No, again, like I said, don't don't just straight up me lie massacre on people. But at the same time, like okay, rules of engagement. When I was overseas in Iraq, we had to be under fire. We had to have positive ID of who was shooting at us. And then we had to request permission to return fire. That's fucking stupid. If I was getting shot at, but I didn't know exactly who was shooting at, like, you know, I have a general idea of where it's coming from, but I don't know exactly what building and what window this motherfucker is hiding in, shooting off rounds at me. Yeah, I ha- I have to. I-, I I wouldn't be able to return fire. Have to be under fire. Have to have positive ID of the shooter, and then have to request permission to return fire. <clears throat> I watched a Tim Kennedy video the other day on Instagram. Yeah, I have that. And uh, he was he he walked over to his like wall of weapons because he has a weapons wall at where Sheepdog response is. 
or is it Sheepdog Tactical? I think it's Sheepdog Response, whatever. Um, and he walks over, and uh, he pulls this fucking musket off the wall. And he was like, I had to go through so much paperwork to be able to bring this musket back from when I was over in Afghanistan. But he was like, when I was with Ranger Battalion, he's like, we were going out, we were hitting hard, we were hitting hard targets. Mm-hmm. And he said, in this particular event, he's like, we clocked somebody just, he's like, I'm, we're pretty sure they were just carrying a message. But he pointed his weapon at us, so we had to eliminate the threat. Yeah. He's like, so we put the threat down, we get up there, and it's this younger guy, and he's holding this musket. And when I say, mu- I'm talking like, like 1860s fucking flintlock musket. Okay. And he was like, this kid didn't have an AK. This is what he had. He's like, this this rifle's over 100 years old. Yeah. And he's like, and they're still getting the job done with this rifle. Yeah. He's like, this still puts effective rounds on target. Yeah. A flintlock musket, as, as, as long as it takes to fucking load one, a flintlock musket will still fucking drop a motherfucker. Yeah, and it will vibe check some plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going through, but you're going to feel it. Yeah. But he was like, he's like, I brought this back as a reminder that this is all you need. Yeah. You know, like, okay, case in point, if we're taking fire and we know who is shooting at us, like we saw the person shooting at us and we're fucking chasing him the fuck down and he runs into a fucking mosque. Huh. Well, huh. fuck, he's on base. Yeah, pretty much. Can't do anything about that. Shit. Uh, have you watched the show SWAT? Like, not the old one, the new, the newer updated one? No, I have not. I've been watching that here recently. And I'm just curious if, like, anything in the show is remotely close to their ROE. Because they get pretty lenient when it comes to shooting motherfuckers. Well, that's Hollywood. But I'm just I'm just curious, like, how close is that to actual SWAT ROE? Because, like, they'll go in a room and they'll be like, drop your weapons. Oh, shit. Pop, pop. <laughs> and I'm like, can, can you fucking do that? I think that's still murder. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at most law enforcement agencies in the country right now, it's pop, pop, drop your weapon. <laughs> you dropped it for me, dick. <laughs> But yeah, like I was like, I don't, I don't think that like I think you could have done better. Like, <laughs> and I have seen that so I have seen so many fucking body cam videos of fucking cops getting out, blasting off rounds. They get off like two or three rounds, and then you hear them say, "Drop the weapon." I think you're supposed to give them the opportunity to drop it before you light their ass up. No, there was I, I was. I didn't read the story, but I saw a headline about a kid that was that had gotten stuck on a dirt road. He called nine one one for help. They shot him. The fuck? Like he was literally he, he called the cops to help him come get his vehicle unstuck from a dirt road or a field or something, and he got shot. I'm like, uh, no. The fuck? Like, at this point. Just take the serve and protect off your fucking cars. Yeah. Because you're not serving anyone and you're, except for yourselves, and you're not protecting anyone except for your, yourselves. Yeah, to serve and protect their own interests, it sounds like. Yeah, so. That, wow. 
Yeah, it was, it was some bullshit. Like, it, it fucking hurt because I know people that are cops. And, like, those, I, I don't think those people are shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy. But, fuck, you never know these days. Yeah, like this. In the words of you, put your goddamn phone down. <laughs> he says as he continues texting. <laughs> I, you worry about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, role reversal, I see. Oh, Jesus. No, like... <sighs> I don't. I don't fucking get it. I don't, like again, yes. Like I get it. The civilians are not fighting the war. I get that. Do everything that we can to not murk the civilians in the middle of the war. But at the same time, like you know, sometimes shit happens. Well, like okay, here are some very simple rules of engagement. It's a it's a it's a two step checkbox. Is person holding weapon? Yes. Ah, can't shoot him yet. He's just holding it. Yeah, I mean, over in Iraq, they carry AKs like people carry fucking umbrellas over here. Yeah, we can't shoot him yet because he's just holding it. But we have checked the first box. Boop. Yes, he is holding a weapon. Is the weapon now pointed at me? Yes. I will shoot him now. I mean, I could narrow that down for you even more. Is he holding weapon? Yes. Is he making threatening gesture with said weapon? Yes. Doesn't have to be he's pointing it at me. Doesn't even have to be he's pointing it at one of the other fucking Marines in my platoon. But if he unslings that rifle and fucking condition ones that bastard and then points it at another civilian. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're not going to let you do that. I mean, those, those should be those should be like standard rules of engagement. I see a weapon. The weapon is being pointed. Neutralize the threat. Yeah. But no, this whole thing of under fire, positive ID, and then requesting permission to return. Like, no. <laughs> we'll worry about the whole, that whole requesting thing later. Like, I'm getting shot at right now. Okay, well, see, if that... If that's going to be the ROE, then you should train it that way. When you take fucking Marines out to the fucking the, the fucking shooting range to fucking shoot, you should be like, all right, now, now look down there. All right, now, you've been shot at. What do we do now, Marines? And do it that way. See how inefficient it is in training and then get it rid of it. Yeah. Because if you're not doing it in training then you're fucking people up when they get to where they need to be. Yeah. Because you're teaching them, hey, see target, shoot target. Cool. I see target, I shot target. Awesome. And then they get to where they're going and they go, hey, I see a target. I'm going to shoot the target. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did we ask for permission first? Do we know for a fact that he's the one that shot at you? He's pointing a gun at me, and I'm seeing muzzle flashes, and I'm hearing rounds whiz past my fucking head. It's like, do I know he shot at me? Um, I'm bleeding. Uh, you know, that could be a coincidence. But I got to go out on a limb and say it's probably him. Unless one of you dickheads behind me shot me. 
That's a possibility too. <laughs> it really is. I mean, <laughs> blue fire is a thing. It it really is. Um, watch the movie. Uh, what was it? it was, uh, I think it was Born on the Fourth of July. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, I think he he fucking. I want to say, God, it's been so long since I've seen the fucking movie and actually read anything on the fucking story, but I want to say he accidentally shot somebody in the middle of a firefight that was on his side. And then I can't remember if it was an enemy round or a friendly round that hit him in the back and crippled him. I feel like it was a, a friendly round. I feel like it was. I could be wrong. Because I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Or you can just watch any of the Universal Soldier movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> they just stay shooting each other. Especially anything with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. He is b- guaranteed going to shoot another Universal Soldier. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> and if Dolph Lundgren's in it, four fucking times. <laughs> and if Bill Goldberg is in it, one of them's going to get speared. Well, yeah, that's the go-to. Yeah. Gotta do. But at least he doesn't do the jackhammer. <laughs> Oh, man, the jackhammer. Actually, no, I think he did jackhammer someone in that movie. Of course he would. Why wouldn't he? That was always the thing. Like, wrestlers that were in movies in the 90s, they they always had to incorporate their finishing maneuver into the movie. Dude, what do you mean in the 90s? Rock, rock bottom Jason Statham. (laughs) In fucking Fast and Furious, he rock bottomed the shit out of him. Oh, I never saw it. Through a fucking table. Yeah, I never saw it. Like, I gave up on the Fast and Furious franchise after, like, the fourth movie. <laughs> There's a tenth one. I know. It's got, I, 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 ju- I want to watch it strictly for Jason Momoa. I just want to see what his character does, because he looks fun as fuck in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I... Yeah, like I said, I, I gave up on that franchise after, like, the fourth movie. Like, they, they should have stopped. Well, like... It should have always, like, you can do 10 movies about street racing, and I'll watch every fucking one of them. Right. But you have Deus Ex Machida, the entire fucking franchise, (laughs) none of them can die. Like, they have to die in real life to die on screen. (laughs) And they don't even die on screen. (laughs) They never actually killed Paul Walker off. They just gave him his send-off. Yeah. So, like, if you don't die in real life, you're invincible. You'll never die in that franchise. Even Han didn't fucking die. You watch Han literally fucking die, and then he comes back. Yeah, didn't they do that with uh, what's her what's her face? Like Letty? Yeah, yeah. Fucking killed that bitch. <laughs> She's back. Amnesia, but back. Wow. And then she unamnesia herself, and then Han's back, and then everyone's fucking back, and I'm just like... And now there's family. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Vin Diesel meme? Yes. <laughs> I have seen that way too many fucking times. The one about doggy style in Alabama? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never turn, turn your, your back, back on, on family. family. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, good times. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. John Wick is a movie that exists. That you still have not seen yet. I mean, I could watch it tonight. You could. You could. I watched it last night. I'm still trying to figure out how, without spoiling anything. Spoilers. 
spoiler alert. How, after that ending, they're going to have a John Wick 5. You let that mean whatever you want it to mean. I told you how it's going to happen. <laughs> I already told you how it's going to happen. I'm not going to tell them how it's going to happen because spoilers. But I told you how it's going to happen. But this is an actual spoiler alert. So as we all know, the concierge of the continental New York, Lance Reddick, passed away. Not long after... They wrapped up filming on John Wick 4. Very sad. They actually killed him in the movie. Dicks. Yeah. Straight up motherfucking uh, dude that played in the the new It movies. Played Pennywise in the new It movies. Oh, uh, Alex Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he plays the main villain in this movie, and he's straight... Up, read the cast. What the fuck? I fucking told you. He straight up mercs Karan. That was his character name. I never knew that until this one. Yeah, because they never use his name. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, which anybody who knows anything about you know the divine comedy and mythology and everything, Karan is the ferryman that carry souls over the river sticks to the land of the dead you only know that because of boondocks no i knew that because i read the divine comedy no you know and that. i played dante's inferno did you beat dante's inferno yeah that knee knocking motherfucker devil had a big dick he had a big old dick damn it straight I up su- fucking knee knocker i swear to god okay i am watching my buddy play dante's inferno like we were taking turns trading off levels and shit right he gets the final boss fight. He's fighting the knee knocker. <laughs> All right. He did not get hit by anything. The devil attacked and hit, nothing hit him, but he took like half damage. And I was like, dude, you got cock slapped. Because <laughs> that was the closest thing to him. No hand, no hoof. The closest thing that got to him was the cock. And it did half damage. I was like, geez, you got a fuck. One more cock slap and you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, like, if you have the opportunity, if you can dig up a PS3, go play Dante's Inferno. <laughs> that game was so much fun. I think they're going to do a remaster of it. I hope so, because it was so much fun. I fucking loved that game. But, yes, no, I did read the Divine Comedy. I have read all three, uh, all three stories of it, so... Uh, Hell, Purgatory, and Paradise. And, yeah, uh, Hell is by far my favorite of the three. And, yeah. Yeah. But, I forgot where we were going. Oh, yeah, Quran. Um, Yeah, they straight up fucking murked his ass in the movie. That's a dick move. And also a spoiler. Way to go, dick. I said spoiler alert. I'm just saying. I mean, we were, you know, since we were just talking about the the Fast franchise and, you know, you, you have to die in real life to... I, I mean, well... I <laughs> they mean, did that one in reverse. They killed him in the movie and then he died in real life. Yeah. Uh, it happens. Which sucks because I liked him as an actor. He was a good actor. Oh, he was a very good actor. Did you ever see the short that he did about the uh, toy store where he was the manager of the toy store? I, I don't think I did. Oh, God. I'm going to have to look that up. That is... F- I'm going to have to look that up for you. That is fucking hilarious. 
But yeah, it's I like the I, I like the John Wick franchise. I just I'm worried that at a certain point they're going to go too far with it, like they do with everything else, like the Fast and Furious movies. Well, they're supposed to be doing a spinoff called Ballerina, I think. Yeah. Which is going to be about, if you remember in, I think it was the second movie. Yeah, you see. the Yeah, he shows up at his family's house or whatever. Technically, he didn't actually join the family until the fourth film. No, he was part of the family, and they tore up his ticket, remember? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they tore up his ticket. And as he's there, you see this girl, ballerina, dancing on stage. And she's apparently what that movie is supposed to be about. Yeah, I mean, it's like the John Wick version of the Black Widow program. Probably. <laughs> like, if I had to guess. That's... Probably. But, I mean... I tell you what I'd like to see. A second Constantine movie. They're making it. Are they? Fuck yeah. Hold on. Huh? News to me. I mean, I've heard rumors of it. He's looking it up. They have a director assigned. They haven't done anything with it, but they're making a second one. I'm glad Shia LaBeouf won't be in it. No, he will not be in it. Because he straight up died in the first one. I mean, I guess he could come back as an angel. Would he come back as an angel, though? He'd be definitely more badass than he was in the first one, because he got the shit killed out of him. Or would he come back as a demon? No, he went to heaven. Did We don't know that! Bruh. He died fighting demons. That's like insta-trip. He wasn't an inherent douchebag like Constantine. <laughs> He definitely went to heaven in that film. Again, we don't know that. Yeah, he, he did. He might have done some shit prior to the movie that we don't know about. Uh, I mean, as long as you don't kill yourself, apparently you can be absolved I mean, of any other sin. So I mean, I think he was he's good. He, I mean, he was a cab driver. He might have done some shit. Yeah, but apparently suicide is the only sin you cannot be absolved of. So he could have just been like, what up? Let me get this prayer in. All right, let's get in here. Oh, I'm dead. Fuck. Except you could because Constantine did it. Yeah, that was a loophole that no one saw coming. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You said that's unforgivable, and there you go, forgiving. And then the devil was like, oh, Riri. <laughs> no. <laughs> you do not have cancer no more. <laughs> get your ass back down there. you get new lungs. He played a damn good Lucifer. Yeah, he did. Peter Stormare. I mean, Peter Stormare is good in anything that he does, really. Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, Bad Boys 2. Don't remember that. He he was the, the Russian mafia guy. Ah, oh, yes, he was. He sure shit was. Uh, let's see here. He was... I'll tell you a good one. I can't think of the name of the game right <laughs> off the top of my head. But it's one of those... Story driven, uh, quick time event games, butterfly effect. Yeah. Had uh, Rami Malik, um, uh, Hayden Panettiere, um, uh-huh. yeah. and, and Peter Stormare is in it. 
Even that he did fucking phenomenal in, and that was a video game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what game that is. I can't think of the name of the game right off the top of my head, but it's a damn good fucking game. Um, but yeah, Armageddon. Like every time I see him, that's what I, he he was the Russian cosmonaut in Armageddon. That's what I always go to. Yeah, <laughs> I like that scene. <laughs> All made in Taiwan. Russian components, American components, it does not matter. All made in Taiwan. As he's beating the shit out of a control panel with a fucking wrench. Well, please move or I will move you. No, one of my favorite scenes was when they're on the asteroid and they're trying to get linked back up with the other crew that didn't crash and burn. You mean literally half the movie? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And they're getting ready to jump over that chasm and... Ben Affleck, have you ever heard of Evil Knievel? No, I never saw Star Wars. <laughs> ah, <Not> then. <laughs> and just any scene with Rockhound in general. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just straddling the nuclear weapon. <laughs> get off the nuclear warhead! <laughs> Sorry, brother. Just wanted to feel the power between my legs. No nuke! No nuke! <laughs> Got any uh, bullets left in that gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit was so good. Oh, God. Now I'm sad. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. He's He, he doesn't have probably a whole lot of time left. No. No. I mean, so many fucking celebrities have been dropping dead this year. I mean, you just a few days ago, Tina Turner. Yeah, but she was 83, though. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, I was not expecting that. No, I wasn't either. I didn't even know it happened until I, like, I got home from work, and I was just, like scrolling some news feeds. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Tina Turner died? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, Tina Turner. Um, fucking, um, fucking jump in the line song guy. Uh, Harry Belafonte? Yeah, Harry Belafonte, that guy. Like, Who else died recently that was unexpected? Harry Belafonte, I was like, I thought Harry Belafonte was already dead. That was what caught me off guard with that, was like, did he die again? Oh, Mandela effect. Yeah, I thought Harry Belafonte died like a long time ago. Man, I want to deep dive the Mandela effect one day. Just get in all the way in on that. (sighs) Haven't we done that on the show before? No, we've talked about it, but I mean, like, I want to do some research. Like, I want to get just all the way conspiracy theory. (laughs) (laughs) Like, take this shit to the nth dimension. Do you think, like, maybe we got flashy-thinged somewhere along the way? Somebody definitely got flashy-thinged. I don't know who, but somebody got flashy-thinged. Fucking Men in Black is real. It's that fucking theory I said earlier. Where they show you the thing in the movie, and you're like, oh, that can't be real, and it's actually real? Yeah. By God. Like, what's the one? In the, in the, there's one I want to... There's one I want to say it was, like, Sinbad played a genie or something. No, I know. I think you're talking about um, Shaq being in a superhero movie. No, 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 no. Shaq was in a superhero but movie. But everybody, everybody calls it, or, or you're talking about Kazam. That movie Kazam that everybody remembers? Yes. That apparently doesn't fucking exist? It fucking does. I watched that fucking I movie. I did. I remember it. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about that. Like, yeah, his name, his yeah, his character name was Kazam. Yes, and it was it was a um, it was a Disney movie. Yeah, it was a Disney movie, and like a little boy, I say little, he was like a teenager. No, I think it was like, like thirteen. I think he was like preteen, like twelve, twelve, thirteen ish. We'll say, like finds his fucking lamp, and fucking Shaq shows up as the genie Kazam, and like one of the first things that he wishes for, I recall, was a fucking jaguar. Fuck that. One of the first things, one of the first lines of dialogue Shaq has in the movie is, I am Kazam. Yes. That's literally one of his first lines of dialogue. You can't find it anywhere. The shit has been scrubbed. I'm telling you. I'm going to look at the fuck up. You won't find it. There's only one way you might be able to find it. Go to thewaybackmachine.com. Let's see. Hold on. Gonna do it this way first. Oh, fuck you, CNN. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, CNN finally loaded, by the way. Uh, let's see. So I'm gonna look up Shaquille O'Neal. IMDb. Right fucking there! It's right fucking there! But everyone says it doesn't exist. No. I'm pretty sure, now that I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Sinbad movie. Because I recall a Sinbad movie where he played a genie as well. What's your, what, what, what's it? Okay. What? Oh, it was Sinbad. Yeah. He apparently... Sinbad almost made the Mandela effect real with a Shazam Fury of the Gods cameo. Apparently, Sinbad played... Everybody remembers him playing Shazam. And now you can't, like... It doesn't exist anymore. I know know it's out. It's fucking out there. Fucking, mm. we got other things to talk about. Been a couple of weeks since we done a show. Yeah, why is that? By the way, uh, I was busy with things. Yeah, we're we'll good with that one. That's twice now. <laughs> I was pretty busy. Very busy, one might say. That's twice now. <laughs> I kept my socks on. It was business time. Matter of fact, twice within a two months. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Motherfucker, you went on a cruise. That shit was planned, damn it. <laughs> I like to be spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Wait, was it the same one? No. Okay. No, that would be awkward. I can't tell you why it's awkward on air. But <laughs> <laughs> we shan't be getting into those specifics. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, moving on. 
We were going to talk about this last weekend, but, uh, you know, somebody was doing a thing, apparently. <laughs> Had my socks on. Jesus fucking Christ. Take your goddamn socks off. No, it was business time. That's why they call them business socks. <laughs> oh, my God. The only socks that are acceptable during that are the ones that you get from the hospital that are non-slip. I got grippy socks, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I prefer to just slip into my work boots. Better traction. God damn. Don't act like you ain't never done it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Admission of guilt. <laughs> we were going to talk about this last weekend because this is a pretty big fucking story. Yeah. News is doing everything they can to keep it under wraps, but... <laughs> we here at Two Bears Talking don't give a fuck. I have this article pulled up from Today.com, who is parented by NBC News. Was it written today? No, it was not. This article was written on May the 15th. Fake news. Can't be on today.com if it wasn't written today. <laughs> this is about an Illinois school teacher by the name of Sarah Bonner. Ooh, you said the name. Who introduced a specific book to her classroom. We're going to get into the details of that book here in just a little bit. Suffice it to say, it was a motherfucking doozy. But so bad that parents that found out about it filed a police report against her. Yes. And that makes me happy. And then she disappeared. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she disappeared. She quit her job. Fucked off like a fart in the wind. Yes, sir. Sarah Bonner, again, been an Illinois middle school teacher. Middle school now. Yeah. That's, what, sixth through eighth grade? Yeah. Well, I depend. I think it depends on the school system. Like, in, like take Scottsboro, for example, middle school is only seven and eight. Okay. But I think it depends on the school system. It could be somewhere between the kids you're looking at are 11 to 14. Yeah. We'll say that. Sarah Bonner. Been an Illinois middle school teacher for 20 years. Oh, <laughs> And she has always tried to offer her students a diverse collection of books. Now, bear in mind, this is on Today, parented by NBC. Yes. So the person that's writing this article is employed technically by NBC. Yes. This year, a parent called the police over her book choice. It started on Monday, March 13th, 2023, when she held what she calls a book tasting for students. You're not supposed to eat those. No, you're not. Do they make edible books? I'm sure they probably do. I got to Google that. You keep reading. They make edible crayons. They do. (laughs) I wanted to give them a smattering, a smattering Nice word. I like that. (laughs) Wanted to give them a smattering of fiction and nonfiction to choose from on a day that we call Reading Monday. Bonner tells Today.com. We just read and celebrate books. Sounds like a good thing, right? Encouraging kids to read books. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a good thing. Yeah, you know, we we had things like that in school. You know, the Scholastic Book Fair. Accelerated Reader Program. Accelerated Reader Program. Pizza Hut would do a thing where... Book it. Yeah. You know, you, you, you bring in proof, quote unquote, that you read so many books and you'd get a free personal pan pizza. Yeah. But that was only for like the really little kids. They didn't do that for high schoolers. Yeah. And that was also, I think that was like a summer program too. No, it, it went on during the school year because I was giving out bucket personal pans all throughout the year. I thought it was a summer thing. No. It was Encouraging fun. kids to read books over the summer. No, they, they kept that hmm. shit going. Yeah. You know, here, here we are, our generation nowadays, trying to encourage kids to get the fuck out of the damn house and go do things. Yeah. When we were kids, they were trying to encourage our generation to stay in the house and read books. <laughs> read. We're tired of chasing you. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to read. But yes, we just read and celebrate books. One of those books was Juno Dawson's This Book is Gay. It's a best-selling nonfiction book that's billed by its publisher as an entertaining and informative quote-unquote instruction manual. And boy, is it. For anyone coming out as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. They got all of them except for the cues. They put the cues Bear in that there. in mind, instruction manual. We'll get to that in just a minute. By Wednesday, I received notice that parents had gotten a hold of pictures from that book that their child had taken in class, Bonner says. By Friday... I was told that parents had filed a police report against me for child endangerment. Today.com reached out to the local chief of police who confirmed the report, but declined to comment further. Do they have edible books? They do, actually. I figured they would. They actually have an edible book festival. What the fuck? (laughs) The notion that I was putting children in danger because of books... I didn't feel safe, Bonner says. Oh, my God. I knew I couldn't go back. If it exists on the internet, there's a porn of it. That means there's an edible book porn. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just saying. Jesus Christ. See, Y'all see the shit that I got to put up with? It's not fun here. Don't come here. Over the years, Bonner has watched her students graduate and go to college, only to return a year later because, she says, they had a tough time acclimating to bigger, more diverse spaces. Okay. Why would they have a problem acclimating to diversity? (sighs) I don't know. They live in Illinois. Should be pretty diverse up there. I, one would think, you know, like, uh, you know, one would also think that, you know, we're preparing these kids for things like that. Well, I mean, most high school teachers don't take diversity and shit into thought when they're teaching you. They, they're because they're supposed to teach you the things you need to know for college, not the people you might meet in college. I wanted to do something to support them. Bonner, who has a 10-year-old son, says. After listening to her students' questions and interests, Bonner structured a curriculum that she says included a diverse library of texts. 
including books centering black, indigenous, and LGBTQ characters and themes. I've been fortunate up until now to be supported by the communities that I've taught with, Bonner says. The signs of a potential issue started at the beginning of this school year and this heightened culture war that's continuing to build nationwide. Okay, okay, yeah. I think she's referring to the culture war where, you know, parents don't want teachers going around teaching kids about LGBTQ shit and, you know, perpetuating their agenda onto them. No, no, that's that's actually not what they want. They, they don't want teachers teaching their kids about any type of sexuality, straight or gay. That's where the left gets it wrong. They assume that conservatives are like, no, we don't want our kids learning about gay stuff. No, they don't want their kids learning about any type of sex. Outside, outside of sex ed and anatomy. But, but that's, you know, high school level shit. They don't, they don't want their four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old children being taught yeah. how to have sex. Yeah. And that's not a, that shouldn't be a problem. Like, everyone should be like, yeah, you know what? That's probably kind of young to be teaching them about sex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're getting into things like this book does, like, um, how to perform oral sex and swallow. Yeah. How one man can fillet another man. Or how it tells you about a dating app that you can download on your phone. Yeah, well, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. More than 1,600 books were banned during the 2021-2022 school year, according to a report from PEN America, a nonprofit group that advocates for free expression in literature. More than half of the books banned or challenged had LGBTQ themes. It's not necessarily about what happened to me, Bonner adds. It's about how things have really changed for students. According to a 2020 National Literacy Trust research report, most kids aged 9 to 18 say it's important to read books from a range of backgrounds. Nearly half said they like to read stories with characters who are different from them. Those in favor of banning books in school often argue they're protecting children from inappropriate content and advocating for parental rights in school. Oh, okay. So you want to read you you the kids are saying they want to read books from a diverse background. Okay, cool. So if you want to do that, what's wrong with letting them read Langston Hughes? That's a black author. Yeah. Thomas Sowell, another black author. I'm sure you could even find um, books that are also nonfiction Mm -hmm. written by gay authors that have nothing to do with gay sex. Yeah. And guess what? You're being exposed to diverse beliefs. Bonner says that she understands that parents know their children best. And believes that both parents and educators have that love and care in common. The difference is that I have that love and care for all students, not just a singular student, she adds. In regards to the book that was challenged in my classroom, it was a message to the LGBTQ plus community in my room and in my district that they are less than. Nope. 
The day after Bonner learned about the police report, she received a letter from her school district. She had been placed on paid administrative leave. Today.com reviewed a copy of the letter, which said in part that the district recently became aware of certain allegations against Bonner and was currently investigating. Until the investigation was complete, Bonner was told not to perform any duties for the school district. Today.com reached out to a school district superintendent for comment, but did not hear back at the time of publication. Bonner says she decided to resign. I couldn't be the professional I've worked hard to be, she says. The following Thursday, the school district held a special board meeting and voted unanimously to accept Bonner's resignation. My first instinct was the kids, Bonner says, adding that many of her current and former students spoke during the board meeting to say that her classroom was a safe place. If I am a safe place and I'm leaving, what does that do for our students, Bonner asks. What about the kids? Has always been a question rooted in everything I do. Okay. Um, I'm still stuck on the diversity thing. They could read Truman Capote. He was openly gay. Yeah. In cold blood. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Answered prayers. These are books they can read by an openly gay author. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Why does it have to be an instruction manual? Today.com reviewed a copy of Bonner's one-page resignation letter, which said in part that while Bonner was saddened by how the events have played out over the last week, there's a piece of me that isn't surprised. It's really interesting that people continue to use the word teacher shortage. That's two words. How is she a teacher? (laughs) Oh, I bet she didn't teach math. (laughs) I don't believe that there's a teacher shortage. There is a lack of acknowledgement of the profession itself. No, no. We we all pretty much know that there's teachers out there. We, We acknowledge that. It's not even that. I said, even when we were in school... That it was nothing but an indoctrination center. Mm-hmm. I have been saying that since the late 90s, early 2000s. Yep. Everyone else is just now figuring out that I was fucking right. Here's an interesting fact for you, but... I'll just read this. An estimated 300,000 public school teachers and staff left the profession between February 2020 and May 2022. Hmm. What what were those dates again? Uh, February 2020. Uh Uh-huh. And May 2022, so a year ago. 2020. February 2020. To May 2022. Hmm. What the... I feel like there was something going on at that time. That is oddly specific timing. You think maybe, just maybe, the coronavirus might have had something to do with that? Yeah, like the whole, you know, national lockdown, you know, remote learning. Like kids went on spring break and never came back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I had something to do with it. Might have. But... It's saying, you know, huh. 
300,000 left the profession. You know, they quit being teachers. They didn't need that many teachers to do online learning. They didn't. You know, they didn't for one. Plus, uh, you know, okay, well, hmm. I can't be a teacher right now. Because I have no students. So maybe I should find another job so that way I can have money coming in. Because I still have bills. Oh, and cool. I actually enjoy this job more than teaching. Oh, wow. I get paid more at this job than I did at teaching. I think I'll just hang on to this. Yeah. You think maybe that might have played it? I think that probably had a big part in it. Yeah, I don't think it's so much that the kids were reading. It was... What the kids were reading. Yeah. Um, because I've never heard a parent complain about a child reading the Communist Manifesto. You should know this. Yeah. This should, this, you should know why communism doesn't work. Yeah. I've never heard of a parent complaining about children. I, I mean, I could be wrong on this one. Reading Mein Kampf. Uh, I, I, I could see some issues with that. But why? Because you should want everyone to know how psychotic Hitler was. Yeah, absolutely. Now, granted, I'm not handing that book to a nine-year-old. No, God, no. That was, that's like at the lowest junior in high school reading. Yeah, I read it in ninth grade. But I had to do a report on Hitler, so. Yeah, well. But still, I was 15. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to hand the Communist Manifesto to a nine-year-old. No. I'm not going to hand Mein Kampf to a fucking nine-year-old. You know what I would hand to a nine-year-old? Animal Farm. Yeah, I could. Yeah, and that's, that's a shot at communism, too. Yep. Um, but I, could, I can get behind kids reading, but it needs to be age-appropriate reading. Absolutely. You know what? If an 18-year-old wanted to read that book, okay. Yeah. Let them. They're basically an adult. Yeah. In most states, they are an adult. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, yes. If you're still in school, it's a little gray area. You're an adult, but you're not counted as an adult. It's fucking gray area. But reading should be age-appropriate. Absolutely. Are you, are you going, as an educator, are you going to fucking tell your fifth grade class to do a fucking book report on War and Peace? But well, not even okay. We can even get away from fucking reading. Like, how many math teachers are walking into the fifth grade class and going, "All right, today we're going to do some uh, calculus or trigonometry." No, because it's not age appropriate. Yeah, like there's building blocks of this shit. Like the things you learned last year help you better understand the things you're going to learn this year. There's shit. I'm sure there's kids in fifth grade that are still learning how to tie their fucking shoes properly. Fuck! I hope not. <laughs> if you if you're if you're like they're 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 getting like they're not having to have someone come by and do it for them, but you know they're still a little bit slower at it. Like it I'm, takes them just a little bit of time. I'm just saying, like if you're the average 11 year old in fifth grade and you can't tie your shoes yet, switch to Velcros. <laughs> Save you a lot of time. In the I'm just run. saying, there was at least one guy in my class that was like that, and he should have switched to Velcros. He did some shit. Velcros? No, 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 no. No. He, he didn't switch to Velcros, but he did some shit. Yeah. yeah every, you know who I'm talking about. Probably. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, that one. 
Man, I ever tell you about the creepiest time I walked in on him? Tell me after the show. Oh, it's, it was so <laughs> fucking, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, so, good, good, good try, writer of this article. But, uh, yeah, just, just shot that all to shit. 300,000 public school teachers left the profession between February 2020 and May 2022 because COVID was coming on and people needed to make fucking money because COVID didn't stop the fucking bills. No, no, no. They still wanted you to pay that shit. I don't remember getting any free electricity or free water. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, free phone bill. Yeah, or car payment. Yeah. Like, they still wanted their money. Yeah. There are plenty of people who want to work with students who believe in education and the ability to engage young people, Bonner adds. But what motivates you to get into this space, given the conditions that exist? Bonner recently completed her doctorate. Ooh, she's a doctor of fucking up. (laughs) Our students deserve to be seen as thinkers and as people who can think critically. They need the ability to ask questions. I agree to an extent. Yeah, but you're wanting them to only ask certain questions. Yeah, you know, when certain students are asking certain questions, they're being silenced and told not to ask questions. You you don't want dissent. You don't want the dissenting questions. You want the... Right think questions. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And plus, you know, kids that age, again, we're, we're talking middle schoolers. Yeah, they need to have some critical thinking skills. But again, we're talking, you know, age-appropriate shit. Like, seen as thinkers and as people who can think critically. Not so much. Not so much. Like, critical thinking abilities and, you know, the ability and need to ask questions. Again, that's that's more like high school level. Like, by the time they're 16 and they're old enough to operate a motor vehicle on their own, yeah, they they need to have some critical thinking skills. But, you know, a fucking 11-year-old who their primary focus in life is eating and playing video games, not so much. It's it's, it's a fucking stupid story. Like this is this shouldn't even be a story. It should have been, oh, you did a dumbass thing. Bye. Like, we're wa- like people are wasting time on this. What would, have, what would have been in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s an open and shut case we're now having to waste time on? Mm-hmm. Our students need teachers now more than ever, Bonner adds. I will always be a teacher, and I will always be a middle school teacher at heart, regardless of where I am and what I do. Now, 
we're gonna we're gonna go back to some things on this, where even in this article, it's referred to as an instruction manual. That's exactly what the fuck it is. As I pointed out, there are depictions in this book that give instructions on how to how how one man can fillet another man and then ingest seminal fluids. Yeah, that's not something that a middle schooler needs to be read. Yeah. You know, a 12-year-old doesn't need instructions on how to fucking do that. No, no. You know, it gives instructions on rimming. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you don't need to be reading that at 12. No. For those of you that don't know what rimming is, look at the fuck up. If you don't know what rimming is, you don't know what docking is either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And, yeah, like Matt pointed out, it even gives step-by-step instructions on how to download a fucking app so that way you can have discreet sexual encounters. Now, why would you give this to a group of children that are well below the age of consent? Are you a pedophile? I mean, let's look at this logically. You know, you're walking down the street and some stranger walks up to your child and says, hey, let me tell you about this app that you can download so you can have discreet sex with adults. Yeah, I'm probably going to tell that person to fuck off in the direction that they were traveling and tell them to continue to fuck off until they get right back to where we're currently standing and then fuck off some more. Like, how how old is Connor now? 11. 11. Yeah. So... Yeah, 11 years old. If you found out that Connor had been at the skate rink and some guy walked up to him and showed him how to download an app on his phone and how to proposition people for discreet sex on this app. Well... Like, there's going to be a conversation had. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to be with the individual or with the cops after I find the individual. But a conversation is going to be had. Right. Uh, I guess it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in that day. Right. Uh, but a conversation is going to be had. Yeah. Because that's not a thing that any child, and I'm going to be liberal with this, any child under the age of 17 mm-hmm. needs to know about. Because... As most people know in the in the state of Alabama, age of consent is sixteen. Right. That don't make it right. Right. Like I don't give a shit what the age of consent is. That doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. But also, with that being said, teenagers going to do what teenagers do. Yeah. I mean, for one, we're not prudes here. I know what the fuck I was doing <laughs> when I was fifteen and sixteen. 
And I fully expect my own child to be doing similar things when he is 15 or 16. Yeah. You know. I'm not stupid. Four or five years down the road, I know good and damn well that you're you're not necessarily going to be encouraging the behavior, but you're going to be aware of the fact that it's going on, and I'm sure you're just going to tell him to be <laughs> smart about things. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, as, and as incriminating as this is probably going to sound, I'm going to probably have the same philosophy like with drinking that my mother had. If you want to drink, that's fine. I'll probably even buy it for you, but you're going to do it at home. Right. Because at least if you're here, I know you're safe. Yeah. And, I mean, again, we were teenagers, you and I, <laughs> at the same time. That was terrifying for uh, a lot of people. Yes, it really was. <laughs> Our school hated us. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was very much hated. Um, there was... A, <laughs> You, me, and a couple of other people were a lot of the reasons why on Friday nights on the way back from away games, everyone had to yell out hand check so much. Yeah, I was definitely part of that reason. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, the, the one time that I went to A school that you didn't go, I was very surprised. It was the one where we got caught drinking at school. I say we got caught. We didn't get caught. We got ratted on. Fuck you, Michael Bradford. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I was honestly, you just, I don't know where you were at. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, had you been out there with us, you would have went to A school with us. Oh, I'm sure. But, <laughs> Even if I hadn't taken a drink, I would have been fucking guilty by association. But the, <laughs> the just by sheer fucking luck, you weren't out there that break when we were drinking the moonshine. And uh, you you dodged that one, <laughs> so uh, you know that was your one. I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, well, I mean, it's just like the time that you know I didn't fucking. I went to a school without you for the time that we skipped class, doing exactly what the fuck we were told to do. I would have fought that one. <laughs> like no judge in America could have convicted you based on the evidence that could have been brought to bear. You followed instructions. You were being a good Marine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We also taught that particular teacher to choose their words a bit more carefully. Yeah. Because yeah. I can and will use them against you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, whole, that whole Miranda thing cuts both ways. <laughs> Yeah, but and it was beautiful because like you didn't even think about it. Like usually you had like kind of the same ideas as me, <laughs> but this one hadn't even crossed your mind yet. You just weren't going to class like classes over time. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to keep walking. <laughs> he said he would come get us. He said to walk until I come get you. We continued walking. <laughs> that we did. <laughs> we walked until the end of school. By God, we did. And you know what? I should have just, like, told the truth on that one. <laughs> and been like, what are you going to do? Like, I did what my teacher told me to do. But you know you should have went to class. No. I get in trouble every fucking day in this motherfucker for not doing what you sons of bitches tell me to do. <laughs> and the one fucking time I do, you're going to, fuck you, no. <laughs> and that would have been my argument. 
And I probably still would have went to high school. <laughs> probably, but you didn't. No. <laughs> because I did not dime you out. Appreciate that. Uh, but that, that, was, that was the one time that I actually did what an adult told me to do verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is no need whatsoever. And then, you know, <laughs> police report gets filed. Teacher finds out she's under investigation. And what does she do? Resigns. She resigns. Like, that's, for one, like, that's going to make it go away. Like, that makes you look hella fucking guilty. Yeah. Like, uh, case in point, let's say you worked at a bank. Okay. And a group of people come in and rob said bank. Right. And they go, huh, I wonder how they had all this information about said bank. It must have been an inside job. Right. And then you quit your fucking job. Whose door you think the cops are knocking on first? I'll give you a better example. And this can happen, you know, I mean, what you just said could be realistic, but this is more realistic. Traffic stop. Uh, yes. Sir, I need your license registration. Oh, well, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have it. Well, can you give me your driver's license number so I can look at it? Well, drive and go. Oh, he's running. He must have done something he doesn't want me to know about. Yeah. I mean, I get you shot these days, but. Uh... Or you get an incident like what happened in Iowa and you get a fucking Wild Wild West cop jump on the fucking hood of your car while you're barreling down the fucking street. I swear to God, if that ever happens to me, I know I'm going, I already know I'm going to jail, but I'm blaring Wild Wild West out my fucking windows the whole time he's on my hood, and I will gladly go to jail. (laughs) If you have not seen that, okay, it's a shitty situation because the cop involved did get injured he got thrown off of the vehicle he broke his back shouldn't have got on the fucking car to begin with who jumps on the fucking hood fuck that it's two tons of steel fuck off yeah and but i mean like that was the most hollywood fucking thing in real life i have ever seen there is no upside to jumping on the hood of a vehicle best case scenario you shit your pants Worst case scenario, you die and then shit your pants. Well, I mean, you do one, you're going to do the other. That's not necessarily true. You, can... you die, you're going to shit your pants. That actually doesn't happen all the time. South Park said it happens. It does happen, but not, not every time. But that's neither here nor that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, again, that was, again, the most Hollywood fucking thing I've ever seen happen in real life. Yeah. Uh, another an, another example of, you know, looking guilty without actually being guilty. And this one actually happened to me. Right. I used to be the manager uh, at Sonic and Rainfall, right? Do you know what bank we used? I'm guessing the one right next door. The one right next door within literally walking distance. Yep. So one night... I take the, uh, I make my deposit and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just, there was no reason for me to drive it over. Why would I waste the gas to drive the 40 feet to just drop the deposit, right? No. So I walk down the front sidewalk, cut around the corner, open the deposit thing, drop my deposit in, 
shut the deposit thing, went home. Two days later, that deposit's missing. And I'm like, but I dropped it. They're like, we don't have any, we don't, I like look at the cameras, I dropped it. They're like, we don't have you on camera dropping that. And that's because the particular angle that I took to cut that corner went right under the camera. So it couldn't see me when I dropped the deposit. Ooh. And I come back around the corner. And I got fired for this because they thought I stole a deposit. And I'm fucking pissed. And a week goes by, and they call me, and they go, hey, so you remember that deposit? I was like, yeah, what about it? We found it. Oh, really? Where'd you find it? It was at the bank. Oh, really? In the bank I said I fucking dropped it at, huh? They're like, yeah, um, it was hung up in the deposit box. Oh, fucking really? We didn't think to check that? No. Oh, okay. We're going to give you your job back. I was like, oh, yeah, you are. And there's going to be some shit on top of that. And they were like, what? I was like, well, I was making like nine fifty an hour. They're like, yeah, I was like, better make it 12. Well, we can't do that. Then I'll sue you for wrongful termination because you didn't do a thorough investigation. So I was making $12 an hour. So that was pretty cool. Hopefully you got back pay with it. Yeah, I got some back pay on that because I missed a week of work. Um, got to pick my crew, pretty much. Nice. I would come in and be like, no, nah, I don't want them. Give me, give me this guy. I was fucking every other manager because I had all the good people on my ships, and I, was, I didn't have to do a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in those instances, if you are being fucked, um, fuck them back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, uh, just because this is a teacher – doesn't make it right. No. If, if, if you would have issue with a stranger walking up to your child and offering them instructions on this shit, you should have issues with a teacher doing it as well. Well, I would have issues with it. What separates a teacher from a random adult? You went to college and you have a piece of paper that says that you can teach kids. How does that make you special? I can teach kids things. I know more than them. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Like, I know math better than my son. I can teach him math. Like, why are you? Why should you get special treatment just because you went to school for four years? You shouldn't. Oh, she, she, she went longer. She has a doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> a doctorate. Who gives a shit? That just means you went to school for a very long time for no goddamn reason. I have a doctorate in early childhood education. Really? How much does that pay? Not as much as an actual doctor, huh? Yeah, you're getting fucked. You're an idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah, last time I checked, uh, you you're, you remember Dr. Carol. Yeah. I think she was getting paid the exact same money that uh, Ms. Bobo was getting paid. Yeah, because around here... Unless you're teaching at the collegiate level, there are pay caps. Yeah. And they have a pay grade. And if you have so many years of experience, you make this much money. If you have this many years of experience, you make this much money. And that don't change based off what degree you have. Nope. 
doesn't they don't give a shit if you get a doctorate. Now, granted, if you have a doctorate and you go to a college and you're like, hey, I got a doctorate, they're going to pay you more than a regular professor that just has a master's. Yeah. Because you have proven track record of knowledge of the sub. You have a literal doctorate in it. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't do you any good at the elementary or middle school or high school level. No. Well, at least not in this area. I don't. It could be different in other states. Other states probably take education a little bit more seriously than we do. Well, I mean, when you consider that we dip into the state education fund to pay for other things, or say we're going to pay for other things that don't actually get paid for, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny, like. I look at the people that live up north, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're way smarter than you. We got our we got our good schools, and our teachers make all this money." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Cool." I guarantee you, if the economy collapses, your kids are fucked, and my kids know how to plant a garden. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your book smart as fuck. Cool, awesome. How can that save your life? It can't. So while Ooh, education, I can, I can, I can, I can use a book to start a fire to cook food on. Yeah, you could. You could actually read a book and learn how to start a fire without a lighter. Yeah, but that's just theoretical knowledge. Yeah, that's not yeah. pracap. Kids around here have practical application on starting fucking fires without with, lighters <laughs> because they're not allowed to touch them. And then you go outside and you're like, why is there a fucking fire? Where did the fire come from? Magnifying glass. Who gave you a magnifying glass? What the shit? Who gave you a nine volt battery and steel wool? Like, why is this a thing? Jesus Christ. The whole forest is on fire. Yeah, these are actual things that can happen. (laughs) Those are things that have happened. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, cool. You read more books than us. I bet we survive longer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus crazy. Yeah. That's a good place to leave it right there. Yeah, fuck that other thing. Yeah, fuck it. They raise the debt ceiling. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, there's fuck them. No, there's nothing more to say about it. Yeah, that's that. That's all there is to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Gonna go drink me some Dr. Peppers. In Vietnam. <laughs> Got shot in the butt talks. I wonder if they had Dr. Pepper in Vietnam. I'm sure they did. I mean, they had Budweiser, according to the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had <laughs> Dr. Pepper, too. Because, I mean, he drank about 14 Dr. Peppers. 15. 15 Dr. Peppers. I counted. I actually paused one time and counted. It was the <laughs> continuity department was on top of that one. <laughs> Usually they fuck shit up like that, but they were on I top I must of have it. drank about 15 Dr. Peppers. There's only three Dr. Pepper <laughs> bottles there. Well, he's at the White House. Someone's coming around cleaning them up. No, I, I literally paused that scene one time just to count. And it was legit 15 Dr. Pepper bottles there. Wow. Hey, I'm a stickler for continuity. You should check out uh, Ocean's Eleven then. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you see the thing about... Uh, Switching from the shrimp platter to the shrimp cocktail back to the shrimp platter? Yeah, did you see the thing from Back to the Future? No. The, the, it was... 
everyone thought it was a continuity error, but it was actually oh the tw- the, the, twin, the twin pines and the lone pine. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone was like, oh, continuity error. No, no, he ran over one of the pine trees. Yeah. So it became the Lone Pine Mall. Yep. Like I was like, fucking good on you. That's not a continuity continuity error. That's good continuity. Yeah, because something he did in the past affected the future. Yep. I was like all in for that. I was like, man, they did good with that one. So except they didn't take the butterfly effect into account. Yeah. Well, I mean that was such a small change. But, I mean, that change would have been big enough that that mall may not have even existed in the future after he did that. Yeah, but I didn't think they, I don't think they wanted to get off on that tangent. Because, like, but time travel. Well, I don't think the effect. butterfly effect theory was even around in the 80s. It may have been. I don't know. But I don't know. If it was, that's probably a tangent. They were like, we're not getting, we're already dabbling with time travel. It's already hard enough to get people to grasp these concepts. Let's not muddy the waters with any other butterfly effects or Mandela effects or anything of that nature. Let's see here. The term butterfly effect was coined by meteorologist Edward Lawrence, who discovered in the 1960s that tiny butterfly scale changes to the starting point of his computer weather models resulted in anything from sunny skies to violent storms with no way to predict in advance what the outcome might be. Okay, so it's been around since the 60s. Yeah, so they probably just didn't want to muddy the waters with all that. Because running over that one... If we if we use the butterfly effect, running over that one pine tree could have caused the Nazis to win World War II. No, because it was 1955, so the Nazis had still already lost. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay... We would have lost the Cold War, or got bombed by Russia. True. If if you were if if you wanted to get delve into the butterfly effect thing, yeah, like he would have went back to the future, and then his city wouldn't have existed anymore. Yeah, because it got bombed by the Kremlin. Yeah. <clears throat> so that would have been, which would have been even cooler. <laughs> I'm like, man, now go back and try to unfuck that. Yeah, you can't. No. There's no one ringing that bell. Nope. <laughs> you done fuck that timeline smooth up. You got to start over now. See, you would have to go back to 1955, but like, oh God, I don't even know he, how you would do that. Like, you would have to go back to 1955, like days prior to your first arrival, and then build something to deviate, to, to, yeah, to divert the track of the DeLorean as it's coming in to stop it from hitting that tree. Yeah, but even doing that... It's, good. it's still going to take out something else, and then... And who knows, man? Fucking dinosaurs might be back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be some shit. Like, you go back in time, do one thing, you come back, and fucking T-Rex is there, and you're like, what the fuck did I do? Or, you know, America could be a dictatorship. You mean it's not already? I mean, by definition, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would still be, like, way more fucking scary to come back and see Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, like, all right, look, motherfucker, you've been dead for way too goddamn long for this to make sense. How did you get here? And Jurassic Park wasn't a movie yet. Exactly. So what I'm saying, like, that would be a confusing-ass timeline. 
that's some like land of the law shit. He's <laughs> like, oh, I didn't destroy the dimension. I just shifted it slightly. Fuck. How do I go left? I can't. Uh, someone go. called Doctor Strange in to unfuck the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some of this shit to fucking <laughs> go around me. <laughs> go around me, please. I don't want dinosaurs in my timeline. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to leave it there. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.